Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Forum Podcast. We are a collective of Reformation-minded Christians that care about doctrine and the local church. If you don't know anything about the Gospel Forum, please check out our website, thegospelforum.com. There you'll find uh, blog articles and the latest podcast episodes. So we'd love for you to check that out and get to know us some more. We're also on YouTube and social media, Facebook, Instagram, and X. So make sure to check that out. Like, subscribe, hit the bell notification on YouTube for information and notifications about new content as it appears. However, my name is Dan Sardinas, and I'm here with my friend, Sean Otto. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm good. It's good to be back together. It's been a little while. It has been a little while. We had our conference, and then we had our Christmas break. Yeah. Uh, Mike and I did record an episode in yep. January. Great episode, um, by the way. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, so content has been a little slow the last few months, yeah. but I do anticipate that ramping up. We did have yeah. some other guys who are hoping to join us today, but uh, they had some conflicts in their schedules and were not able to make it. So today is just Josh hey, and I. So you never Sean know. and I. Yeah, what not Josh and I. <laughs> we wish Josh could be here. Josh, but where Josh, are you, Josh? Oh, man, oh, man we I'm stuck with Josh. Sean. I yeah, I know, no, right? <laughs> so, yeah, Sean, I don't yeah. know. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> no, but yeah. anyway, uh, yeah, Josh was supposed to be here. I yeah. think that's what was in my mind. Yeah. Josh was supposed to be here. But we're here at Sean's office. You yeah. never know where we're going to record. I know, it's different every time, but yeah. it's kind of fun. Makes yeah. it kind of neat. Yeah, this so. is the third place we've... We're really the fourth place where we recorded an episode here. Inside our building. Inside yeah. the building. Yeah. See, we did the classroom. Yep. We've been out in the foyer we once. We did the foyer. Uh, of course, we did the stage for the conference. Yep. And, and we've we been did in, the pavilion. And room. we've been in here, so I guess five. Five places at Bethel Mennonite. You never know. On location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it works out great, and I'm yeah. happy to have you here anytime you guys want to come. So yeah. that's wonderful. Well, that's great. Hey, Dan, some good news. If yeah. our listeners don't know, we are officially a not-for-profit. Amen. Um, that happened at the end of last year. The IRS approved our application. And so uh, if you uh, jump on our website and you feel inclined to donate, know that uh, that is a tax-deductible receipt. And we'd love to get to know uh, more of our listeners and donors uh, through that. And so hopefully as we kind of keep moving along those paths and expanding and growing, uh, that'll be a benefit not just to us, mm-hmm. um, but to all of our supporters as well. I appreciate that, Sean. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, there's different costs associated with doing the Gospel Forum, mm-hmm. so we appreciate any kind of support Absolutely. that you can give. There's website host, uh, hosting costs, um, of course, uh, equipment costs like microphones and stuff like that, so please check that out and uh, help us if you can. Another way you could help us is uh, on our website, thegospelforum.com, we have a merchandise page. And on the merchandise page, you can uh, buy t-shirts, polo shirts like the ones we're wearing today. Uh, They're available in all sorts of sizes for men and women. And so check that out. Uh, There's going to be some other things added to the merch page as time goes on. I believe there's a journal there now. There's keychains that you can buy. There's lots of things happening there. So check that out. Spread the word about the Gospel Forum. We just exist to be a blessing to the local church. Yeah. We want we do this not for a national platform. We do this so we could be a blessing first and primarily to our people. And we want to disciple the people in our church primarily. And then whoever else benefits as a result of that, after that, 
is is awesome. Yeah, that's so. great. Of course. Speaking of the merch, Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh. And what says I love you more than a gospel forum t-shirt? What says I, I love you more than a gospel forum? Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we support you in all kinds of ways. That's right. that's right. So great. So check that out. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your Absolutely. Uh, coming to the conference. If you if you if you missed that, all the conference uh, content uh, episodes were all recorded. They're up on the website, so you don't miss anything there. So, but we do got some exciting things in the works for yeah. this year as well. Yeah, um, that we're not going to give you all the announcements today because we're still working on finalizing some things. But stay tuned for more exciting things that are coming up in 2024 for the Gospel Forum. But for example, um, yeah, so give us some hints, Dan. I mean, uh, well, I don't want to share that yet, okay, but so just right. a tease. But but we are working diligently on next year's conference, which yep. will be in November. Uh, so you're going to be hearing more about that soon. Um, but also, like we did last year, we're also collaborating together on another book project, which will probably be the theme of next year's conference. So be expecting more things like that. Mm-hmm. I did hear that the blog articles are going to be coming up oh, very soon again. Yeah. We've taken a, a little break from that. It's been a while since we had consistent blog articles, but stay tuned for that. Those are coming as well. I think 2024 is going to be uh, just a, a revitalized year for the Gospel mm-hmm. Forum as far as content and consistency. So stay tuned, and we're so excited. Yep, absolutely. I can't wait. Uh, this will be a lot of fun things coming, um, a lot of uh, anticipation uh, for that. The conference is November 2nd. If you don't have that uh, penciled in, uh, at least get that on your calendar, and you'll hear more about that later. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. And if you have any questions for us or if you have any episode ideas, we'd love to hear them. So please email us at thegospelforum at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and we'll be glad to uh, answer some of those questions uh, in a, maybe a future uh, podcast episode, mm-hmm. or if you have ideas for uh, blog content, whatever it is, or if you just want to say what great guys we are. <laughs> um, if, you, if, we, uh, if we're not one of your, if you're not one of our biggest fans, then you can email us at Sean Otto at <laughs> Oh thanks. Oh yeah. right. okay. <laughs> at trashcan.com. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Well, enough of that. Let's go to our main topic of the day. And uh, last month Mike and I started uh, with chapter two of the sixteen eighty nine Second London Baptist Confession. Yeah. And by the way, if you don't have a copy, you can go to founders.org and go to their store. This is the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith in Modern English. It is a beautiful, done, uh, well-translated, uh, updated language work that gives you the beauty of the language of the 1689 in a way that's easy to understand today. And you were telling me that it's on their app as well. Yeah, Founders okay. Ministries also uh, released an app recently, and it's available in digital form right on the app. So mm-hmm. check that out. You could also go to the Founders website or even Northwest Baptist Church's website to get the 69. But the easiest one is order the book or download the app, and we can do that. Yeah. Hey, maybe the Gospel Forum needs an app. That's exactly what was going mm. through my mind. Is there mm. any app developers out there that mm. support us? That would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, that'd be a lot of fun. That's right. Even more even, even more reason to donate to the Gospel Forum today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, all right. Well, let's, go let's to, keep going. Let's go to our, our main topic of the day. And uh, Mike and I are talking about the, the doctrine of God. That's what we started mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. So, so Sean and I are going to continue that. And we're talking about paragraph 2.1, which is an immensely 
deep paragraph that you could never talk about in one setting. Mm -hmm. So Mike and I talked about some attributes of God last time. Today we're going to talk, continue on with uh, this topic. And I'm just going to start with the sentence just as context, talking about who God is. It says before that, He is invisible and has no body, parts, or unchangeable emotions. He alone has immortality, dwelling in light that no one can approach. And then here's where Sean and I are going to pick up. He is unchangeable, immense, eternal. Mm. That itself is a lot to There's talk a, about. a lot, lot to digest there. there. So yeah. let's talk <laughs> about where it says that God is unchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, the word that uh, theologians usually refer to that doctrine as is the immutability of God. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, what would you say is a good way for us to understand the immutability of God? What does that mean? It, it really means that God's nature and his character remains constant. Mm. Uh, it's consistent. He doesn't change in right. any way in his purposes, in his uh, sovereignty. He, he is, he's always exactly consistent. So like a mutation, like in mm, science, yeah. taking you back to your biology class, yep. a mutation is something that has changed. Right, right, right. And so immutable would be the opposite. It's right. not changeable, it's unchangeable. Right. right, and in biology, there's claims of bad mutations and good mutations, right? right. Well, God is immutable. Any, because he's perfect and he's perfectly good, any mutation would be a bad mutation because right. you cannot improve on God. So he is immutable he is unchanging right amen and so um so is there any part of god that changes is there any part of his character his nature um anything about god that changes no nothing right which is amazing because you and i change every day yeah we have cells in our bodies that we learn new things we learn new things uh we get old we we um begin our bodies begin to fail right um Right. So, um, you know, Psalm 102, 26 and 27 say, They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away. But you are the same, and your years have no end. There it's talking about uh, how God is constant and consistent. It's talking about creation itself. Um God's enemies, the stars, all that change. They wear out. Mm-hmm. Things fade away. Things get old. Right. But God never is does. Right. There's another verse. This is in James. Uh, it says that every good gift, perfect gift, is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Mm-hmm. He never changes. Um, which. It's a good thing, right? right? Uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but he never changes. Right. There's another one, and uh, in, in I think you and I both had noted this one in Malachi. It says, For I, the Lord, do not change. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. Mm-hmm. Um, so consistently throughout the word, we see uh, the prophets, the psalmists, uh, apostles declaring the immutability of God. That's right. So... Um, yeah, and that verse always amazes me. In the context of Malachi, is here's you know Judah, they're going back to their land. Mm-hmm. And after about 100 years or so of being there, that had once again, for 
forsaking God and his law. Yeah. They were doing all sorts of wickedness. Uh, they had grown apathetic in their mm-hmm. worship. And here's, here's you would think, now they're back in their land. They're going to be faithful. They're mm-hmm. not going to make the same mistake that got them kicked out to begin with. And here they go, and they go right back to their old ways. Mm-hmm. And if I were God, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> I'm done with you people. Yeah. Um, you know, But that's not who God is. And the very reason that God did not just destroy them Mm-hmm. and is faithful to his covenant with Abraham and faithful to his covenant with his people is the fact that God is immutable. Mm-hmm. And this is why he says, I do not change. And that's why, therefore, O children of Jacob, you are not consumed. Yeah. That's the reason that my wrath has not been poured down upon you this instant. Mm-hmm. Because in order for God to do that, in order for God to do that, all his promises would have to fade. Yeah. Everything that he had promised before would be null. Mm-hmm. And God is not going to deny himself. Right. Right? Right. He'd be a promise breaker. He'd be a promise breaker. Yeah. Right? right. So so the very you know, we, we, we wonder why doesn't God just, you know, destroy the universe because it's so yeah. wicked? Well, because he has a plan, he's gonna glorify yeah. himself. He has um uh he is consistent. Mm-hmm. He's not moody. Right. right. Yeah, right. He doesn't, God right. doesn't wake up on the wrong right. side of the bed. Matter of fact, he doesn't go to sleep. Right. 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 He doesn't slumber. He doesn't sleep. He's always uh, awake. Um, and so this is so important to consider. Sure. And it's a blessing for us, which yeah. we'll talk about the practical things in a second. But what we're saying with God being immutable is there is no God 2.0. Yeah. Right. Right. There is no right. God who's in beta. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how some people kind of think of God mm. um, in the Old Testament. Like mm-hmm. this is. This is God and beta version. And, you know, he's mean, he's nasty, he's judgmental, <laughs> he uh, destroys yeah. cities. Yeah. And then here's God, the real God, uh, 2.0, uh, now out of uh, original state, fully developed. Mm-hmm. Jesus, oh, he's kind, he's nice, he feeds the poor, he mm-hmm. loves people, he, you know, sacrifices himself, he loves. It's like the God of the Old Testament is a God of wrath, and the God of the New Testament is a God of love. That's, no, 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 no. Yeah. This is the same right. God. <laughs> right. Not one God. Right. right. Well, right. Because if you're going to go down that line, are you going to end up with a God 3.0 when you get to the book of Revelation? Exactly. Because all of a sudden he turns wrathful again. So. Well, the old, right. In the New Testament, we see God's wrath. Oh, Even in course. the Gospels, right? Of course. We see this throughout the story. So it's not it's a it's a fallacy to say that God has changed right. from Old Testament to right. New Testament. I, I like what you said earlier, Dan, too, about God is not grumpy and doesn't right. wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Um, as a kid, I'm sure you had this experience, too. Um, if, if I wanted to ask my mom or dad something, um, I would time that. Mm-hmm. I would make sure <laughs> that, oh, they're in a good mood, right. everybody's laughing. Now would be a great time to, right. to ask. God, we don't have to worry about that with yeah. God. He, because He's immutable, He's never in a bad mood, right. um, in, in the sense of a, hum, a human mm-hmm. thing. And and I'm also very grateful. You mentioned earlier because of His promises mm-hmm. uh, to uh, um, the the nation of Israel. Right. And we look at our world today. Um, man, I, I I fail God often as well. Right. Uh, and how thankful I am that he is immutable to his promise to me. Mm-hmm. Um, where in what he began, he will complete, right? Philippians Amen. 1 6. And so um, I'm very grateful that he doesn't come along and say, Sean, here we go again, or mm-hmm. here this is up again, you know, happening again. Mm-hmm. Um, you're done, you're out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so 
is very good. Yeah, and th- this is what I love about the attributes of God. When you understand them, you have to understand them all together. Because the attributes mm-hmm. of God are not in contrast to one another. Right. They all support the other attributes as a whole. They all fit together in a perfect puzzle. Um, and so when you understand this attribute of God's love, mm-hmm. you are also understanding it through the attribute of that he's immutable. Yeah, right. When you're understanding the God of wrath, you're also understanding that he's immutable in that right. way. When you're understanding that he's eternal, right. same way you go back to immutability and vice versa with all the other attributes. You look at all the other attributes, and this is how you know what is true about God, mm-hmm. because all of his attributes are true all the time. It's God is right. not just sometimes loving and sometimes wrathful. No, he is immutable in those ways right. all the time. And sometimes we try to draw that out, but we run into a problem, because if you draw a pie mm-hmm. and you try to put all the little attributes as a slice of pie, well, we can't we can't just pull out that right. one by itself. Uh, there, there's, there has to be almost like dotted lines between mm-hmm. those attributes because they all work together right. simultaneously. That's right, yeah. Here's just one more verse, Numbers 23, 19. God is not man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? Mm, yeah. So really the practical applications mm-hmm. of this, right? Like I think you've already alluded to yeah. earlier, is for God who is immutable, we know that what he has said, he will do. Mm-hmm. He's not going to change his mind. He's not going to go back on his promise. He's not going to improve. Right. Right. He's not going to get better over time, like I already said. But he's also not going to decline over time. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so he's a faithful God. Mm-hmm. He. This is what you know. He's the same yesterday, today, yep. and forever. And yep. so all of that gives me great confidence in a God who has spoken in his word, mm-hmm. and that word will also not change. That right. word also right. goes against, uh, I mean, with the nature and character of God. Right. And and it's steadfast in that way because that's who God is in his right. nature. We can trust him. And right. I like that you mentioned the word. It's not like we're going to wake up tomorrow and d- have discovered another book of the Bible right. in which mm-hmm. God says, yeah, I was kind of joking back there, or you know what, I changed my mind because right. I learned this about you all. Uh, he's trustworthy. I, I can I can have a firm foundation. Mm-hmm. There brings a lot of assurance then in God's promises to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and at times, as uh, even believers c- can uh, struggle with doubt, like mm-hmm. ah, and, and we have to go back to say God promised this, mm-hmm. and He will be faithful uh, to carry that out to the end. And, and so that's where I rest my assurance, not on my fickle nature. Right. Um, but on the immutability, the unchangeableness of mm. God. Amen. Amen. The next attribute in this list in uh, 2.1 says God is immense. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> immense. When we think of the word immense, we, we mean big. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. big. Um, right. So how big is God? Well, again, we're not defining this by space mm. because... You cannot fit God in any space. Right. There is a spatial component, but it's beyond the limits of any spatial right. uh, containment that right. we would know. And this goes with his infinity, mm-hmm. right? So the, the, when we say that God is immense, he is infinite. We are really saying that God cannot be contained, right? Right. He cannot be contained by time mm. or space. Right. So God is both here and there. We're talking about his omnipresence. Yeah. His omnipresence yeah. speaks to his 
immensity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He is, and, and, and as far as time, God is outside of time. Right. God right. is not just here in the present. Right. He's, you know, in the past, in the future. He's outside of that. Mm-hmm. It, it's really mind-blowing to wrap your mind around that. It is. And, and we're not talking about pantheism here. We're no. not talking about, like, God is the Everything. tree. God no, 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 no. is... But we're saying that everywhere... The presence of God. Correct. Right. Uh, to the highest of heights, to the bottom of the sea. Where, the psalmist says, where can I escape uh, right. the presence of God? I can't. He He's everywhere. Uh, he's immense. Um, he's he's greater than all of his creation, right. uh, which is really unbelievable. Because even from a human perspective, we discover more and more about our universe and our mm-hmm. galaxy, uh, and that's that that's but a speck, mm-hmm. uh, if it could even be measured right. in the immensity of God. That's right. Uh, which is is neat. Yeah. First Kings eight twenty seven says, uh, "But will God indeed dwell on the earth?" Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. How much less this house that I have built. Here's mm-hmm. the dedication of the temple. I, I love it. Right? Yeah. Uh, is God going to fit in this temple? <laughs> no. no, 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 no. A heaven cannot contain God, yeah. nor the highest heaven. Heaven, the first heaven being the sky, right? The universe, mm-hmm. the outer space, but also the highest heaven, right? Right. Uh, where, where, where heaven is, God, where God dwells, cannot contain mm-hmm. you. If God can be contained in a certain place, then he's no longer immense. Right. He's no longer omnipresent. Sure. Um, and that, again, that's where one attribute affects the others. And yeah. you, you learn from this one and helps you understand the others. Sure. Um, and then if he's immense, that means he's always going to be immense. Yeah. He's never not going to be omnipresent. He's never not going to be omniscient. Right. He's never not going to be omnipotent. Right. Right. He's all those things all the time. Because he's unchangeable, right, and he's immense, right, right. And so, even when we think about the temple, uh, we shouldn't be confused when the scriptures talk about uh, a cloud came down over the temple, and as if, okay, well, God appeared and now he's gone somewhere. Mm-hmm. He 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 manifested his his presence right. so that humans could see, um, but it wasn't as though he was never there or he's uh, has disappeared. Right there's the right there's the there's the glory of God yes, being right, seen uh, right. uh, on earth in invisible form. So you have, of course, um, the pillar of cloud by day right. and the fire by night. Right. But even in the person of Jesus, God right. the Son, he is he is he is the invisible God made visible. Right. So here's right. this God who's immense, who cannot be contained, but became flesh. Yeah. So yeah. there's this mystery about it, mm-hmm. um, obviously, because when you know. We can get into Christology another time. Yeah. Another time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that does not negate any of these things. Right. When you're thinking of the uh, the person of Jesus or seeing the pillar of cloud, right. that's not all who God is. That's right. just the revealed right. presence of God, which you right. could feast your eyes on on that moment. The burning bush. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. right. That's the Lord was in the bush. Sure. But here... That's not all the Lord, right? But no. the presence of the Lord that can be seen is in that bush, right? That Moses can witness. So, right. I and I think, practically speaking, um, this should inspire awe, yes, and worship oh, yeah. of a God like that. 
Uh, I know there are times where I maybe I, I'm fearful of something, I'm, I'm frightened, or I, uh, and and it's helpful for me to think. And again, I, I'm because I'm human, I'm thinking spatially. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's helpful for me to think. Okay, here's the world. I'm this little dot, this <laughs> little speck on the world, and our world is one of many uh, creations in the right. universe. And God cares about this dot, this spot on this earth, uh, this person that he chose to be his child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it inspires my worship of him, my awe of him. There's this mm-hmm. confidence that if he is outside of all these things, he's in control of all these things, which that leads to another attribute of his right. sovereignty. Um, but all these things, I, I, I'm humble mm-hmm. before a God like that. Mm-hmm. How, how, how could I ever question or uh, doubt mm. a God who's immense Amen. in that way. I love when Sunday mornings when um, I'm worshiping mm-hmm. to think about the immensity of this God and worship, and he hears our worship. Mm-hmm. Um, but just knowing that uh, he's outside and above, but he's aware and he's present with us um, causes my heart to just sing for joy. Amen. Amen. Uh, yeah, here's just one more verse on the immensity of God. Uh, Jeremiah 23, 23 and 24. Am I a God at hand, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Mm-hmm. He's saying, am I just right here Yeah, and not yep. way far away? Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth? Wow. Declares the Lord. Yeah. So there, I mean, from that verse, we see the omnipresence of God, sure. the immensity of God, um, the omniscience of God, yeah. because if he's everywhere, he's all, he, he, of course, he's all knowing. There's no nothing he does not know. Right. He, he's immense in his knowledge. He's immense in his presence. Everywhere. He's immense in his power. Right. He fills everything there is to fill. There's, and even beyond that, because right. even beyond time. So the immensity of God. Wow, what a doctrine. And Jonah tried to run away. Right. How silly. How <laughs> right? silly is it? Right. And, and how silly that we could even think that we could sin and no one sees us. Right. Adam. Right. Adam tried. You know, I'm going to hide away. Right. That's a great point. From, yeah. Yeah. Where, Adam, where you been? Where are you, yeah. Adam? Are you it's not him? as though God didn't know where he was. He's <laughs> right. giving Adam a chance. Exactly. Uh, to yeah. uh, confess. To, to or, confess yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. Right. So the, oh man, immutable. He's immense. I mean, it's really breathtaking mm. when you consider the practical yeah. application. So practical applications, there's nowhere that I can go that God is not. Right. right? I can call on him anytime right. I need him. Yeah. I mean, what if we discover galaxies far, far away, right? What if, what if we mm. somehow just built a spaceship that could, uh, you know, travel at light speed and we could be there uh, within just, you know, weeks time or whatever. Yeah. God is there God too. God is there. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's right. nowhere that God is not. Right. Um, he's immense. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So this really causes us practically to fear this God. Like you said, to be in awe of this God. Yeah. And and again, under all right. these attributes, we're talking about God who's holy. Right. Right? He is far different and above the rest of creation. And I love that you mentioned fear because some people, why well, you shouldn't fear God. He, he's a God of love. He is all these things, right? right? They work together. So yes, he cares for me. Yes, he loves me. But he's also to be feared and mm-hmm. reverenced mm-hmm. because of his immensity. Um, so 
Keeping those in balance right. is a, a good thing. Now, how silly is it then to have an idol? <laughs> well, and the Bible talk, you know, laughs at those. You, you carve part of this out of wood and you worship it. The other part you burned in the in the fire. Right. It, it can't speak to you. It can't see you. It's yeah. utterly and, foolish. And a lot of times when idolatry is mentioned, you know, it's, a, it's the hands are referenced. Yeah. Like you made this with your hands. With, yeah. <laughs> your God who cannot see, cannot hear, cannot right. speak. You fashion out of your hands, out of this stone yeah. or this wood. Your God is just right there. Yeah. He fills that wood. Our, the true God is right. immense. Immense. Which he are, cannot be contained in a piece of wood. Which is what makes the Bible humorous when the when God would cause the, the idols to fall over. Oh, yeah. And they'd oh, be found I, I just love it. It's just I, hilarious. Yeah, I, love I love this. So, so good. Well, let's go to the last sure. attribute, which is probably the one that... People probably know the mm-hmm. most, um, but again, it kind of goes with this uh, attribute of immensity yeah. and unchangeable, which is he is eternal. Uh, what, 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 how would you define the the eternal eternality of God? Sure. Well, you mentioned part of it a little bit. He exists outside of time. Right. He has never had a beginning, mm-hmm. so he doesn't. He doesn't have a birth date, mm-hmm. um, and he will never have an end. Mm. And so I remember as a kid, this is one of the first things mm. that you kind of wrestle with, like, well, what do you mean he's always been? He's never had a beginning. We we exist in time, so we have a beginning. We have a birth date. Um, God does not. Mm. He um, so. From everlasting to everlasting, Psalm 90, before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, Mm -hmm. you are God. Right. So outside of that uh, time Uh, and and eternal, uh, and again, it goes along with all of his other attributes. He is eternal in his existence and Mm -hmm. in all of his forms, he will always be Mm -hmm. um, these things. Yeah. Everything has a beginning. Yeah. Everything had a creation date or invention date um except god yeah right exactly. nobody god was not made uh mike and i talked about this last time he is self-sufficient yes self-existent right. um before there was anything there was god and what was he doing back there <laughs> like, what was you know in eternity past before the creation of the world uh, he was being god yeah and people and were like well that sounds kind of happy in himself right right he's Self-sufficient. He is yeah. right. He is uh, in in the context of Trinity. Yeah, Father, right. Son, Spirit. So, when you think about this in this way, um, it, it's really again mind blowing to to think of the eternality of God. That God has no beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to me, you'd be like, well, I mean, creation um, is so fun and exciting mm-hmm. and creative. Well, what was God doing before then? We mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah. But we know that whatever he was doing, he was God. Yeah. And he was totally content within himself. Right. Yeah. Right? And there's never not been a time where he's not been. Right. Yeah. Again. Um, <laughs> it's hard to comprehend. When you understand in, in, these things, it's, yeah. it's really incredible, which um, which we, we won't talk about now, but the very next word in the conf- confession is appropriate. He's incomprehensible. incomprehensible. Yeah, right, right. He's incomprehensible. Right. So if we could fully comprehend who this God was or is, he would no longer be God. Right. If you could figure out who God is and you say, I got this down, I know everything about God and how well, everything works. Then you would have to be God. Then you would be God. Right. 
And I he think, would no longer be God. I think the thing with e- eternality or the eternal, everlasting nature of God, too, is because we're confined to time and space, we're part of the creation, we tend to come to the Bible and have this unspoken assumption, this is about me. Mm. Um, and the reality is, it's really not. Mm-hmm. It's about the glory of God. Mm-hmm. What was he doing back there before creation? We can't answer those questions. But we know that before creation and creation and forever on, mm-hmm. it will always be about God. Mm-hmm. He doesn't share his glory uh, with others. And so um, that eternal nature of God continues mm-hmm. before and through creation. That's right. Um, that's right. And of course, on, on the uh, eternality of God, the most practical mindset is where will you spend eternity? Yeah. Right? So right. this eternal God, so who has no beginning, has no ending, has now created image bearers mm-hmm. in his likeness. That's us, human beings. And these image bearers are also, in a sense, now eternal in, this, in the fact that they're everlasting. Not right. that they didn't have a beginning. We all have a beginning. But... The question is then, we all do go on forever We do somewhere, too, right. right? Exactly. So the question is, will you live with this God mm-hmm. in a place where righteousness dwells, right? The new heavens and new earth. Will you live in eternity with God and have eternal life as the scriptures right. describe it? Or will you be cast into the lake of fire and experience death repeatedly right. Uh, right. in a place where the worm doesn't die? Right. I mean, so it's like... In a sense, it's eternal death, right? Right, and so you and I are also everlasting. We I wouldn't say we're eternal; we're everlasting, meaning we also will go on somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so that's a question to ask yourself: This God, who's made His image bearers in His likeness, has now also created us to be everlasting. Yeah. And the question is: Will we face His wrath, or will we experience His grace, right, and be declared righteous sure. in His sight? So. Again, the only way to do that is to repent of your sins and to believe in the Lord Jesus right. Christ, uh, and you will be saved. Um, but yeah, eternity is something that is rooted in God, but it is also, uh, in a way, has been communicated to us in the fact that as His image bearers, we will go on. Right. Right, exactly. And some people uh, like to think about heaven as eternal, but hell, how could how could a, right. a God send somebody? Well, you're sinning against an eternal God, uh, and in hell you will continue mm-hmm. uh, to hate him and, and sin against him. So the, the punishment is forever. It's not something we want to think about, which is why we do need to think about mm-hmm. it, and we do need to consider that Jesus has offered us a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to humble ourselves and come to him and say, I need you. Right. I can't do this on my own. That's right. Sure. Right. Well, that's great, brother. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, that's great. Well, good. Well, I think yeah. that's a good place to stop, uh, and we'll continue the man. next time yeah. with some of the other attributes mentioned in perfect and in the, in the, the confession. Perfect. Yeah. Two point one. Yeah. Um, but good. Well, check that out. Make sure you read it for yourself and see the beautiful language mentioned in two point one of the sixteen eighty nine. I'm sure you'll be blessed by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thanks, man. Thanks for yeah, your time. Thanks for discussing I'm these glad things. To have you here. Sure. Um, yeah, please check out our website. Uh, subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast uh, uh, channels, YouTube, all that kind of good stuff. Um, so, however, this has <laughs> been, been another yeah. episode of the Gospel Forum podcast. And until next time, keep, keep on, on reforming. reforming.